Mark 8, 34 to 38, reading, And when he had called the people unto him, with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed, when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. May God bless the reading of his word. Let us turn to God in prayer. Our gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we bow before you, giving you thanks for your goodness and your mercy in the week past, for drawing us to thy house to worship you, and Lord, we ask as we study this topic on discipleship, you would reveal to us the Spirit's mind and heart that we may understand, and in understanding, we would obey. And in obeying, Lord, we may know the blessings of following our Lord. Be with us, be with um, the Chinese BBK, Lord, feed thy children in thy house. We ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We come to the chapter in BBK, which is the reason for studying everything in life. In BBK, for example, we cover many topics in BBK. We study many things from the Word of God week after week. But really, what is it for? What is it for? Ultimately, it is all about following Christ. At the end of the day, all our knowledge, all our studying, all our um, hearing of God's word is for one purpose, that we may follow Christ, isn't it? So this chapter is important because if we do not make following Christ the key aim in our life, then all our studying, all our activities are then useless, therefore self. And we will not last very long. I say again, unless following Christ is the aim of your life, not just for now, not just during student days, not just during working days, but all your life till old age, till you take your last breath. Following Christ, His being His good disciple is your aim. If that is not, along the way, you will give up, you will change. Right, so this is an important chapter. Now, let's look at our BBK books. Let's look at our BBK books. Now, um, paragraph number two. The crux of the matter is this. Are you willing and ready to become a disciple? or follow? The word disciple means follower of Christ, while his offer of salvation is free by grace. You are saved. The price of discipleship is costly. You cannot have one without the other to believe in Jesus Christ to be his disciple. The rewards is to be his disciple. The rewards of discipleship are precious and without price. 
Let us not forget what we've learned thus far. Okay. Benedict, what is salvation? The definition of salvation. Very good. Salvation means safe. And in the scripture usage, it is saved from the penalty and the power of sin. Right? At salvation, we are saved by grace. By grace, God graciously works in your heart. What kind of grace is that called? Who remembers? Um, Jennifer. At salvation, what kind of grace is it called? Not your mom's name, all right? Which kind of grace? Maybe you don't really remember. Ben, Benedict, Ed Bencho. Saving grace, correct? So, but we learn um, from Sing Yin, we learn from Calvinism. No one remember? Very good. Irresistible grace. Irresistible grace. We will never choose God. We will never want to turn to Him. So for salvation, God must turn, must work His grace in our heart. He reaches into our heart, changes us, causes us to believe in Him. Irresistible. We can't resist that. So we are saved by irresistible grace. Now, after salvation... After salvation, what does God want us to do? God wants us to live a life that is holy, correct? A holy life. That our lives may fulfill His purpose. Never forget that. The whole purpose of God saving us is not just to save us from hell. Why does God save us from hell? That we may live out His purposes, okay? So as Christians, do not forget that. Don't just keep thinking, God, thank you for saving me from hell. That is, we can never thank Him enough. It is true. But He saved us for His purposes, for His glory. He purchased us for His use. Now, because of that, then God says, after I save you by enabling grace, live holy lives. Now, in order to live holy lives, or rather living that holy life is called following Christ. Discipleship. Understand? Discipleship. So, being saved from the power of sin is for the life of discipleship. For the life of obedience. Following Christ. Fulfill His purpose and therefore bring glory to His name. That is why God saved us. Now, for discipleship, what kind of grace do we need? Now, just now we read if any man will fall, come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me, correct? Is it by our own strength we can do that? No. Now, to live the life of discipleship, we have irresistible grace for salvation. Then, what grace is this called? Um, Sujin, do you remember? Very good. Now, it's enabling grace. It's enabling grace. Here, God says, I will work in you, you will believe. 
But after that, in a life of following Christ, the discipleship life, the Lord grants enabling grace, enables us to live the life of obedience, discipleship, enabling grace. So when we read, now let's turn our BBK books to page 120, for, I think for the new book, maybe it's still on 141. Oh no, it's, yeah, it's 120. Now shall we read Luke 9.23, Luke 9.23 reading, Jesus says, can you see, Jesus says, and he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Now, in discipleship, Christ says, do these things, do these things. We need enabling grace to do these things. Now, why do I talk about this? Because you have to realize, irresistible grace is we will do what God wants us to do, which is to? Turn to him, repent, and ask him to save us. We will do that. But here, in discipleship, it is a choice. It is a choice. Means you must be conscious. In order to be a true disciple of Christ, it is a choice. Salvation is not a choice. Do you thank God that salvation is not a choice, Brenda? Why? If salvation is a choice given to us, the Bible says we will. We will never choose God. The Bible says that in Romans. We will never choose God. So we thank God that salvation is not a choice. It's irresistible grace. None of us will be saved if not for that. But after salvation, following Christ, God says, now you have to now deny yourself. Take up your cross. Something that you must be conscious of living daily from now onwards. At the fall of man, when we studied, our will, our will, our will is called totally depraved, right? Totally depraved means we will never choose God. We will never choose God. So it's depraved will. Now, after salvation, this will of, this totally depraved will is restored to being able to obey God. Here, we will never obey God. We will never choose God. But at, after salvation, with the Holy Spirit's indwelling, that will which was destroyed, that free will, that ability to choose God, obey God, destroyed at salvation, restored, restored. But at this restoration, the Christian have also the flesh. Remember? The flesh. Paul said, I struggle with the flesh. Now your restored will, listen carefully, your restored will and your flesh on earth, some call it the old man, your flesh on earth will continue to struggle with each other. When you read the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul had this internal civil war, right? You know civil war? It's fighting within yourself. So there is the civil war that will go on in the believer till we die. No sinless perfection. 
Because of this restored will, we are able to obey God. God will help us when we choose to obey Him. We can choose not to obey Him. Then we suffer the consequences of sin, right? We choose to obey Him. When we choose to obey Him, we will be able. Or we can choose to obey the flesh. We can choose to obey the flesh. Do, or put it this way. Be very conscious of that daily. I say again. Be very conscious that after salvation, despite the restored will, the restored will to choose and obey God will be at odds with the flesh that will still want you to please the flesh. Because of that, the Lord says, in discipleship, you must make a choice. How to obey the Lord and walk after Him till the day you die and not, and not fear. Do you fear? For a long period of time, I did not know the answer. I feared. Because I, as a young Christian back then, saw many people that I looked up to, people that led me to Christ. Over time, they became more and more worldly. Over time, they actually left the church. When I talked to them, tried to contact them, they say, no, you know, you, they say it's not possible to live that kind of life. You know, so you don't understand, you're still young. <laughs> because I was a student, they were working people. When you come out to the working world, then you will understand. And it created much fear in my heart. Will I also leave my Lord when I come out to work? What happened? I never knew the answer. I was so fearful. But here is where the Lord said, Your discipleship following Him till the day you die depends on your choice. You don't need to fear. As long as you follow His instruction. Okay? What is His instruction? Look at page 120. This is the key to discipleship to the end of your life and my life. Do you want that? At the end of your life, you not only am faithful, you are more faithful, more zealous, more holy, more glorifying to God. Do you want that? This is where it begins. Now, let's, um, let's remember what we read. The Lord called the people, and the Lord also called the disciples to come. Then he said these words, right? We read just now. This is for every Christian. It is not only for, for um, holy, holy Christians who are in the full-time ministry. God called all of them and said the same thing to all. Look at page 120. Now, this particular verse. So, that is what you must understand. Why the Lord said all these things is because of following Him. So actually, we just covered this um, in Youth 180. So I, I will ask you. <laughs> now look at Luke 9.23. In order to be a disciple of Christ, and discipleship is not an option. Before we go into this verse, I want us to remember. We said just now, God saved us by irresistible grace to live His purposes. It is not an option. 
not an option. So the Christian must never think this verse is for someone else, not for me, not for me. I hope that you will clear up that thought once and for all. Not an option. Discipleship is not an option. It's about like you buy something, eh? you purchase something, you purchase, you purchase a knife to cut bread. All right? And then the knife, you purchase it. You use money to purchase it for cutting bread. And then the knife says, no, I want to be a spoon. I want to be a spoon. The knife does not have an option. Christ purchased us with his blood for a purpose. It is not for us to choose. We are saved to glorify him, to follow him for our good. Now, what is the secret? What is the secret? I was very joyful when I looked at this verse. Then I realized I can be faithful to the end, but I have to choose this, all right? Look, he said to them all, to them all, not just the apostles, to all. Look at 9.23, Luke 9.23. Now, if any man will come after me, you want to follow Christ? This is the sequence. Number one, let him... So here is you. You want to follow after Christ. Okay? You want to follow after Christ. The Lord says, you want to be able to keep following? This is the secret. Number one, deny himself. Correct? First step. Deny himself. Then number two, take up his cross daily. Then you are able to follow him. Then you are able to follow him. Notice the sequence I've explained. First sequence is deny. Deny. Deny self. Second is, take up his cross. It is in this sequence that the Lord put it. Then, the following. Then the following. Why is it that many of us want to follow, but fall along the way? Why is our life always like that? Because these two steps are missing. These two steps are missing. And before we go into further details... I do want us to take note that our Lord in telling us the secret of discipleship, which is no secret, is open, given to all, is the self is always the problem. Just now we said, after salvation, we have restored will. We have the new man, correct? And then there is the old self, the flesh, that wants to go back to its old ways. By the flesh, because of temptation, because of Satan, but don't keep blaming Satan. The Lord did not say, let him deny Satan. Let him chase Satan away. At the end of the day, the reason why we want to listen to Satan's voice and fall into his temptation, do his temptation, do what he wants us to do, is actually 
not the fault of Satan. He will always want to do that. The fault is we choose after salvation. We have free will. Restored will we choose. We want to please the flesh. That is the problem. That is why the Lord says, now the key secret is this self. This self. You need to deny self. You need to take up your own cross, the self. In fact, this word for I in Greek is ego. All right, ego. Now you get it? Why we'll say, oh, that person's ego is very big. Ego. I is ego. That's how the English also say it. The I, the ego, the ego. So the I must be dealt with. Discipleship is all about dealing with the I. The I. So with that, then we say, right, I need to deal with the I. What do I need to deal with respect to the I? And this one, you will all know, all the Youth 180 knows the answer by heart already. <laughs> I hope. Now, first step, deny. Deny. Deny himself. What does it mean, deny himself? Because, say, all right, I know, first step is this, step one. Step two. Step one, deny self. All right, you keep saying, I'll deny myself, I'll deny myself. What does it mean? When you're faced in a situation of temptation, of following Christ, of following self, I used to have this picture in my mind when I first became a Christian. Sometimes it's still in my mind. All right, who's this? Satan, right? Satan. And then we have Jesus. The Lord Jesus. And I always imagine myself in the middle. I am in the middle. Satan will call. Joseph, remember all these things that you used to do, that you used to love? And then Christ will use his word. Joseph, you are a new man. I saved you with my blood. Do not fall into this sin. Turn away from them. So both calling both calling. Now, it is the flesh that needs to choose. Know that. It's the flesh, it is the I that needs to choose. The I that needs to choose. Now, who would you listen to? So very often I would think, I'm in the middle, the word Christ, through the word, Satan showing me things, tempting me with situations. Then I must always remind myself, I'm in the middle. I am the one who chooses. I must choose always to listen to Christ, listen to His Word, or else I will fall, or else I will grow to love, grow to go back to my old life more and more, okay? So I must listen. And in order to be successful in following Christ, Christ said, you must deny this I. You must deny this I. To deny this I, what does it mean? Let's try. Youth 180. Uh, Jeremy. What is deny? Self. Deny. The word. We studied the word. So you have your notes with you? Your black book? You don't have it here with you. No use having it in the black book. Huh? We must have it in our heart. Then we remember. Um, who wants to try? Hazel, do you remember? 
Say again. Put to death. Yes. Put to death is actually later on. Because cross is put to death. At this stage, before you put to death, you have a problem still. Before you say, oh man, I kill you. Right? Flesh, I kill you. Before you put the flesh to death, we always have one problem. Deny. Who remembers? Shandrik. Yes. Disown. You must disown self. Disown. All right? We studied a few words. One of it is disown. Yes, it's also to, to act as if the person is dead. All right? Disown. Now, actually, this word literally means acquaintance. I hope I spelled it rightly. No more acquaintance. I deny any acquaintance with you. Okay, imagine your friend call you up. Hello? Uh, hello, Aaron? Aaron, shall we go drinking? Shall we go you know, watch this bad movie? Alright? And then, you must remember, I must disown, disown this friend. The flesh, the eye, will keep trying to persuade you, talk to you, make you want those things. You say, hello, the old I, the old I, I don't know you anymore. The picture in your mind is, I don't know you anymore. You try to influence me, you try to persuade me, I have no acquaintance with you. I'm not interested to talk to you anymore. Right? This is the word deny. Deny. Deny any influence, deny any interest. This is where it has to start. I disown you. You have no longer tell me what to do and what I should like. I disown you. Now I have a new master. I have a new master that I am a disciple of. I have a new master that I only hear him. I disown you from now onwards. The old flesh, the old man, the old desires. So it must begin there. Now, the denying of self is the first step because at the end of the day, it is always about what I want, what I like. It must become no more I. It is what Christ wants. It is what Christ likes. It is what Christ wants me to be. It must begin there. The choice of discipleship begins in saying, Oh man, it's over. As long as you continue to let the old man, the flesh, dictate and you want to listen to it, the flesh will become stronger. Remember, the Bible says, the spirit lusts against the flesh. The flesh lusts against the spirit, right? It's a war. They're lusting after each other. Who would you feed more? You listen to the flesh. The flesh says, hey, you know, Satan is doing this, proposing this. I'm also wanting it. Don't always blame Satan. Huh? I also want it. Right? How, new man? When we say that I no longer 
wish to listen to the old man, what are we saying? We are saying, I no longer please my flesh. If I please my flesh, it is like, feed you more. Feed you more. The more you feed the flesh, the more that flesh will become stronger and stronger. Who is going to be stronger, more prominent in your life? The flesh or Christ? Depends who you respond to more. You respond more to the flesh, you feed that person. It's more, more to Christ, you feed your new man. Which one? You want to feed more. Isn't it true? Sometimes God delivers us from something, whatever it is. And then there's some temptation. Your flesh says, maybe just a little bit of it. Right? It always begins, I don't know if you're honest, every time you fall, if you really sit down and think about it, which we should, in confession, we realize that we say, maybe a little bit. Maybe just, you know, it's called flirting with sin. Maybe not that bad, but just a little bit, the edge of it. And then you get closer and closer to the old ways again. So it's always that. It's always who you feed more. When God delivers us from something, do not flirt with it anymore. Because you will feed the old man. You will feed the flesh. You will like it. You will go back to it and soon you find that you are in its, in its uh, deception again. You fall. Right, so don't, don't keep feeding the flesh. God says deny the flesh. Don't feed the flesh. Many of you may go to the gym, you know, when you exercise. Same, your gym instructor tells you or you read things about exercise. Stop feeding the flesh with the bad things. Because you feed the flesh with the bad things, it will want more and more of the bad things. The other day, I drove past, um, I drove past Hungry Jacks. Then Sharon and I were saying, wow, Hungry Jacks, we used to love that place. Of course, the food there. I say, yes. Now, I don't really have a pension to go back, but I know this. I told her, the moment we drive in, we eat once, it will all come back again. The flavor, the taste, the flavor, the taste, and we know all is bad. Then you go back to it. So it's always about denying the flesh, denying the flesh. Even in the real world, we understand that. The spiritual realm, the same. The Lord used all these things to help us understand. Deny the flesh. Deny I, I. Get rid of I. I no longer exist. Can? That is where it begins. You don't start there. You will never move to the second part, which is kill the old man. Because you still want the old man, the flesh, to be partly around. Enjoy it a bit. There's no enjoying a bit with the flesh. It's only a downward slippery slide. Okay? Alright, so it begins there. Now, this again I want to remind us. It is by the help of the Holy Spirit. It is not something that you put will, human fleshly will to. You must learn to pray. We've been studying about prayer, right? You must pray specifically, Lord, this, this sin that continues to come back and tempt me, my flesh still desires it. Lord, please deliver me. You must pray. You must depend on prayer. And when you pray, the Lord will work. Understand how prayer works, huh? When you pray, the Lord will work. And then when the Lord works, in that situation, we better respond. Have you been in a situation where you know the Lord is working? 
You know the Lord is helping. You know the Lord is delivering. But you just, never mind, go listen to the flesh. Right? The Lord will work. But we must respond. It goes back to the enabling grace. Remember that. Enabling grace. You must respond to the enabling grace. But you can choose. Discipleship is about choosing. Then the next, now look at page, um, page 120 at the bottom for, for the new book, 142, 142. Now, there is a phrase on page 120, it's at the bottom. Indeed, not only must self be dethroned, it must be put to death. So this, first of all, is dethroning self. Dethrone self. Now, after you dethrone self, self, you're no longer my king. Please come down. After you dethrone self, then it must be put to death. Okay? After you dethrone self, you must put it to death. If not, it will climb back up to the throne. Okay, that's how it works. So now it comes to take up his cross. Taking up the cross, the cross signifies, all right, so who I remember? Quickly. Um, Next one, Susan. The cross signifies... Pain, shame, difficulties, right? Now, cross signify all these things. The cross also reminds us it is about sure death, correct? The Romans, when they say crucifixion is sure death. Other means of death, they might survive. Crucifixion, they will make sure you die. Sure death. Alright, sure death. So first idea is we must ensure sure death. No, the man on the cross, we said that the man on the cross do not, cannot come back down. It's sure death. Does not turn, cannot turn around and look at the world anymore. Sure death, face only one way. So you must choose. After denying self, I must make sure that this flesh never comes back again. I put it to sure death. Example of putting it to sure death is the things that you like that is still in your drawer, still in your computer, still in your cupboard, still in your phone book or whatever, still in your internet browser. Sure death means what? Remove everything. I put that to sure death. As long as you allow it to linger, it will want to climb back up to the throne. Sure death. Friendships, another example. Some friendships you know is the death of your Christian walk. Then you must put those things to sure death. Right? So, taking up the cross, making sure you nail it to the cross, no more. Kill it. That is why the Lord says, you struggle with a certain sin, pluck out your eyes. If your eye offend you, cut off your arm, cut off your legs. If going to those places you know cause you to sin, Cut off your legs. Means what? Don't walk. Don't go there. Don't go there. Simply don't go there. Don't say, I'll go there, but I won't fall into sin. So it is putting that to death. Now, so that's one. But please remember, until you settle this, I do not want self anymore. You will not do this. You keep going back to those things. You keep flirting with those things. You must decide. You must pray. You must say, no more. Discipleship is making a choice to say, Lord, my life from now onwards is totally different. No more those things. 
that used to plague me. You don't make that decision, you can never follow Christ. Your life will be yo-yo. Your following will be like that. And come back. And come back. And come back. Right? Because you keep coming back to the flesh. So how to keep following? Now, the other one is this. In putting the self to sure death. Very often involves pain. The cross is very painful. Well, the most painful death. Painful. Some things that we say we no longer go back to it. It may be painful. Some choices that you make to deny self is very painful. It could be, I don't have a job. But in order to obey Christ, and I get job offers that make me do sinful things, I have decided I will not do it. Is it painful? It's painful. Does family need money? Family needs money. It could be being single. The Lord says, my will for you is to be single. Single is good. The Bible says that. Marriage is also good. Depends on what God's calling for you is. Whatever God calls you for is good. But you do not want because your relatives make fun of you. Because you look at everyone and you also want their life. Your flesh wants their life then you will find that you have to bear some things. It's difficult. Some, some choices to deny self is very difficult. Unless you have decided, Lord, I really want this self no longer to rule and I want him to die, unless that is your full intention in life, you cannot follow him consistently. It's a bit like, Lord, I have... Oh, not Lord. It's like... I have decided, I've chosen, I will lose weight. Or those who too are too skinny. I've decided, I've chosen, I will put on weight. You decide. Once you decide everything that you do, that decision is so strong. You will always stay consistent to that choice, right? So this choice must be clear in your heart once and for all. Once and for all. No turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. So some things will be painful. Many here are students. Students don't talk about denying self, crucifying self, bearing shame when we, in order to get A, we are willing to sacrifice our growth in Christ. We got a B or an A minus. This is the end of the world. If only I did not go for prayer meeting. If only I did not. I'm not saying do not get A's, alright? But we must decide that some things, even having less sleep, having less things in life, but it helps me to follow the Lord closely, then I gladly give those up. So don't talk about dying, eh? When we talk about just having less sleep, just having a lesser grade, it's like end of the world to us. Should not be, alright? So, actually, I, I sincerely believe those that follow Christ do not have a problem. If you seek His kingdom first, do not have a problem. I've experienced that. Many of you experienced that too. Now, please turn to page 121. 121. Now, this His cross, His, look up here. 
His. Remember, it's your cross. I said that many times in Teens Youth 180. It's your cross. It's your cross. Your cross can be different from someone else's cross. Your cross can be this sin. Someone else's cross, that sin. That denial. Different people, different temptations. Different flesh weaknesses. But it must be your cross. You will know. Do you know? I hope you know. I'm sure you know. In your heart, the Holy Spirit tells that is your weakness. That is where you always fall. Then say, Lord, that is what I will crucify. That is my cross. I will bear it. It is a burden. It's difficult. Please don't think that the discipleship life is easy. Families that make certain choices, it's not easy. It's painful. It's burdensome. It's difficult. But the Lord says, that is the key to following Him. The Christian must not think of a bed of roses. Look at page 121 at the bottom. At the bottom. All right. Christ, if Christ is to be Lord of, at all, He must be Lord of all. Good statement. Unless Christ is Lord of every area in your life, of everything, Lord means master, of everything, you will fall. You will not follow. God already said you cannot serve God and mammon. No such thing as serving two masters in your life. Christ must be master of all. If you, are, if you make that decision, your walk will be easy. Now, the last thing I'm going to say about this chapter is this. There is great gain. Page 122. 122, we read, and then we have to close soon. 122, can we read um, Matthew 11? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest in your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Christian, if you find that your Christian walk is very miserable, Christ say, really, if you take up your cross, it is easy. It is pleasurable. But why it is not? Because we never stopped here. Because we still want the eye to have its way. Still want to feed the eye. But if you make this decision, Christ say, you will enjoy walking with Him. It's not easy. You will have peace. You will have joy. Your conscience is clear. You will sever your walk with the Lord. You may be poorer. You may be whatever, in more difficulty. But your life is wonderful because you are following your Lord closely. That is a, that is a blessing in the Christian walk that nothing can replace. But you must make that decision. You don't make that decision, you will always hate it. Now, in, the Lord says, the key is what? I am meek and lowly in heart. Christ said, even I am God, yet my heart, me, I am lowly and meek. Christ himself crucified self. Christ came only to do the Father's will. As long as we are not meek and lowly to say self, the end, like Christ, we will not happy, have a happy Christian walk. Closing, I say this. The most miserable Christian, listen, the most miserable Christian, I've been in that state before, the most miserable Christian is one who has one leg in the world and one leg in heaven. You know what that means? You want both worlds. It's miserable. It's miserable. But when you decide both legs goes to be with the Lord, you will enjoy your Christian walk. That is discipleship. Let us pray.